Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. It's Khalil Wanda in the building. And I'm Agard. What up, people? Thank you for listening to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Big up to NiceUpRadio.com. Yeah, man. And big up to everybody listening all across the world on all podcast platforms. Coming up today, we have an end of summer 2020 recap. And we're going to do a little bit of foreshadowing into what's coming up for the next several months in terms of the business of dancehall and reggae music. Yeah, man. Also, we'll be touching on some buzzworthy topics, and we've got a nice tastemaker to discuss and share with you as well. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to all the listeners again. Um, you know, later on in the show, we'll talk about the feedback that we've gotten from last week's show. You know, definitely... One of the highest feedback shows since I've been potting on the regular Lover podcast, you know, to use one of Joe Budden's uh, words, potting. But anyway, so yeah, this is the end of summer, I guess, review, you know, so summertime, obviously it's still the time of the virus, the pandemic, Corona, COVID-19. So live things in person are not happening unless you're in atlanta right well you know i'm seeing stuff on my timeline in new york as well seeing stuff on my timeline in jamaica so uh i guess most of society is not open but for some reason there are a lot of caribbean things happening and i'm sure there's a lot of in the states american <laughs> things happening where they're not supposed to be happening but yeah, just wanted to touch on, you know, what's been happening over the summer. You know, we touched on a lot of music. We mentioned a lot of sound audio as well. The sound clash thing definitely has slowed down exponentially, but there are things picking up. You know, there's things happening every week in Jamaica. A lot of sound man dub showcases happening that uh, end up being battles. <laughs> Uh, somehow, you know, that's been entertaining. And I think it takes more of the classic sound system, sound clash format, rather than this IG live thing to where it's like, you know, people have to rope in and log out and log back in and all that. So I've been enjoying that. But what I wanted to speak to, uh, to you guys about a little bit about the future of live music, you know, whether it be sounds, um, performers, artists what we're seeing right now is i don't know you said you're seeing some flyers for upcoming events in atlanta right clue yeah i just saw one today for ding dong i think in like november mm -hmm. so you know what i mean people coming from jamaica to atlanta i see flyers with sound systems from philly and new york traveling to atlanta as well so i'm just a little bit like you know confused like yo is this going on everywhere or is it just down here where anything goes right now well i think it's going on a lot more places than we know um i've definitely seen <laughs> some people i know from new york uh going down to atlanta even a couple months ago to party so it's been happening for a while um right and i saw vice versa too some people going up to new york or yeah yeah, left here to go up to New York as well. Yeah, man. Um, it's interesting that you say people are flying in from Jamaica because, you know, my thought is that there's the risk of 
entertainers, reggae entertainers, kind of going the way of how sound systems went. You know, I'm making this connection. So back in the 90s, right, um, a lot of sound systems were coming from out of town, a lot of big money being made, a lot of traveling going on. And then there was a big uprising of local sounds, you know, local sounds spending more money on dubs, local sounds promoting more parties, you know. And there was a time when promoters said, you know, why should we pay, I don't know, let's say a couple grand for Stone Love, you know, when, you know, we have a local version of Stone Love, you know, the closest thing to it. So at that point, I don't think it was a visa thing. I think it was literally like a financial decision being made by most promoters. And I think that artists run the risk of this happening to them as well right now because who's to say that these promoters are going to make back their money especially during these times you know yeah and i think this goes along with what i was saying last week as well about artist engagement you know that's going to be very important for them to be booking um things that you know in the states from jamaica in europe because i i don't i don't foresee i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i don't foresee you know, you being able to fill a large nightclub up with a thousand people right now. I, I'm going along with your thinking on this, but again, I'm seeing the flyers, so I'm like, what's really going on? You know, like, is it really this many people that are supporting the? And I'm I've seen some pictures from events too. Yeah. Now I've seen some video, and it looks like regular settings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Um, before we go too much further, I did want to mention this. This is kind of um, one of the buzzworthy things from recent current events, right? I saw that Beanie Man, whose mom passed recently, condolences to Beanie Man and the whole family, right? His mom passed recently, and there was a, a setup in Jamaica for her, which is kind of like um, like a wake, you know, it's like a traditional gathering. And apparently over 600 people showed up. To the event, and apparently Beanie Man was taken into con- custody by the police and held. So th- this is something that I just saw the headline for. Definitely need to get a, a more concrete confirmation in terms of details and what exactly took place. But based on the COVID and the social distancing laws or policy right now in Jamaica, you know the amount of people at the gathering was was just too much. And being that Beanie was the person, the organizer of said gathering, you know what I'm saying? He had to face a consequence based on that. So, you know, it's kind of like you're seeing this conflicting <laughs> type of information, yeah. bro. It's like the government is cracking down. So I know it's not wide open in Jamaica. Yeah. And similar, similarly, you know, you had the Usain Bolt situation a while back to where he had a birthday party and then pretty much like a day or two after the birthday party tested positive for COVID. And there were videos circulating about everybody who was there, you know, ding dong amongst other, you know, artists and and celebrities. So, yeah, I mean, this is still some serious times, you know? Right. It's crazy to me. People are literally getting sick. Some people are dying. Meanwhile, some other people seemingly are moving about with, no regard you know for any of this yeah it's kind of weird um i'm not bugging out too much because i'm in new york and 
know the numbers have been significantly low because I mean, look, we, 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 we paid attention and we, we played by the rules. However, you know, I have been seeing pictures online from parties where not a mask in sight. Granted, um, some, some of these are, a lot of them are outdoor events. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's, I guess, more difficult to get it in outdoor events. But nonetheless, it's, it's just an interesting situation. Um, so, I don't know. And then some of those flyers that you might be seeing, who knows if they're fraudulent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who knows if somebody <laughs> just wants to make some money real quick and get out of town. I don't know. Yeah, man, I haven't really analyzed it, you know, on that deep of a level to research the record of the promoters and, you know, stuff like that. But um, I know a lot of the venues seem different, you know, there's definitely a lot of outdoor stuff. And I know here in Atlanta, you know, the temperatures will be usually be conducive to outdoor events going later in the year as well. And, yo, let's let's be honest, like the states are pretty much open for people who want to come in. You know, because of the current administration, it's not like they're denying you know people from coming. It's just like in the states, we, there's literally only a, like a handful of places where U.S. citizens can go, and even then, you know, there's strict you know quarantining guidelines. Well, yeah, this is the time of year where normally a lot of new music starts to come out in reggae and soca. Soca, it's in preparation for a carnival which is going to be early after New Year's, right? Mm -hmm. And for reggae, you know, for dance hall, you'd have traditionally your stage shows at the end of the year, such as Sting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, used to be Saddle to the East and a plethora of different shows and concerts taking place around the Christmas, the festival season around the end of the year. So a lot of music, you know, rivalries, things like that start popping up around this time of year. It's still left to be seen how this year is going to go when it comes to that stuff. Well, I think I know how it's going to go. It's not going to (laughs) go. I mean, I mean, we know we're not going to have, you know, Sting in the big festivals. But I mean, I think people still want to see music coming out. It's a great opportunity right now, I think, for a lot of fans you know a lot of artists their fans are captive right now you have a captive audience so along the lines of what we discussed last week it's it's a perfect opportunity to release music to be able to take advantage of that i agree with you um i don't know if that's going to happen though especially not with regular artists because I don't know, the mentality that I get right now, and I don't want to dog artists again this week, you know, (laughs) but the mentality that it's kind of like, you know, you, it's still this old school thing of, you know, coming out with tracks and stuff so that you can tour on them and make money off of touring. Because, I mean, that's the main source of income for most um, regular artists out of Jamaica. So, yeah, I agree with you that they should be coming out with as much music as possible to keep engaged with their fans. But um, I don't know if that's going to happen. While we're talking about last week's show, right? Mm-hmm. I've, gotten, I've got some good feedback on the episode. There seem to be a few people that are in agreement. You know, shouts out to Endless Entertainment who uh, commented upon listening to the show um, on Instagram and they were, 
you know, were saying they're just having a conversation with someone recently they're saying that the genre is dying because of the lack of support. And when people get used to getting things for free, it's next to impossible to change it. Mm-hmm. And artists, producers, et cetera, are losing money because of it. So obviously there's different sides to this argument. You know, one of the things that I said was that there are others out here that are saying the same things mm-hmm. and we're not the only ones, you know, just trying to give a different voice to to this and actually talking about supporting the music and putting this type of content out there and that we just need to keep amplifying those voices. So the question that was posed to me is how do we continually amplify those voices? So to that, I would say, obviously, we're going to keep doing what we're doing because Reggae Lover has been a consistent thing for the past two years with new episodes every week. And we're not straying away from the, you know, the tough topics, the fierce conversations that need to be had. And that's not going to change. So in addition to our voices, you know, we're having conversations with other people within the industry and we're giving them the platform, you know, if they want it to be able to, to speak. I think that's one way. I think it just starts with each individual person. As in the fans or the artists? I'm talking about everyone mm. because every fan, likewise, every artist could be a consumer, can be, can support the business. You understand? Yeah. And each person can be an influencer. Each person could be a leader of a pack or in their own community or in their own circles. Even if you're the only one that's doing what you're doing, you know, like, like Chronic said, you know, if I'm the only one with pants upon waist, man, I follow nobody. You know what I mean? That's just like that example. That each person can set, you know, you work with yourself first and and you go from there. Okay. You know, I, you know I'm going to have a <laughs> certain outlook on this, right? Like, so the question was, how do we continue to... How do we continue to amplify the voices of people who are having these conversations where, you know, the narrative is being changed? You know, like we understand that things have been a certain way forever and people are used to music being free like we get it but at the same time that doesn't mean that we can't sit back and look look at it and say like you know what this shouldn't be this way everybody deserves to eat food for the artwork that they're producing for their contributions there's a possibility of a real industry um, of a full healthy ecosystem i'm i'm kind of gonna double down a little bit on what I said last last week. And what I mean by that is this. I look at a lot of different genres across the music industry, and fans are fans. You know what I mean? Fans do not lead. Fans follow. You know, and sometimes fans speak to the their, their artists, and the artist listens, but it's up to the artists to lead. They set the tone for their fans. You know what I mean? And here's what I'm getting to. In most genres, there's marketing campaigns, there's branding, there's imagery, there's all types of things in order to get fans to have something to follow behind. Okay? What I see online with reggae music is a lot of fans arguing with other fans. (laughs) And artists are just sitting back and you might get music, you might not get music. 
there are very few artists in the reggae industry right now that I think actually are out front leading their fans. So what I would like to see in order to magnify these voices is if you're an artist and you agree with some of the things that we're saying, I think that you should make a concerted effort to propagate that. That's what I think. I think reggae is one of the few genres to where so much is put on the fans, but artists lead. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to say about that. Like, I'm not going to sit here and make a marketing plan for artists I love. I'm not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say, hey, you, I don't know you personally, but you should be doing this. And you should listen to me. Why? You have no reason to listen to me. You know who you are as an artist. You know who you want to be as an artist. You know what you want to put out there. Or if you don't, find out and tell us. And then we could say, oh, I like that. Oh, I don't like that. And you get feedback. Mm. And I think this is one of the genres to where the fans are just arguing with each other when it's like the artists, do you know if they're even listening to you? Well, I think the artists, some artists are busy arguing amongst themselves also. About, about that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I was going to say about what, but nah, <laughs> let me not continue down that road. But yeah, I mean, look, we're talking about voices being amplified, and I think there's a lot of pressure being put on fans by other fans. The yeah. artists are not saying, well, hey, fans, you do this for me, you do that for me. They're just sitting back and just watching it. And it's like, yo, okay, I make a song, I tour with it, I, I, I make dubs or whatever, and that's my job. I make a video. Right. So, you know, to your point, that that's kind of what we were saying on our last show. Um, you know, please check yes. out the show. The episode is Vanity Metrics Running Dance Hall um, that we did last week. So. You know, that's the point that was made is that there's a lack of engagement from the part of the artists. Right. And, and I had one of uh, the reps from Pandora who listened to the show and they reached out and they were, you know, in agreement, you know, actually saying that they've been preaching this message to uh, many of the artists, many of the dance hall artists for a while now. And it's such a fight that, you know, it's like a struggle because basically they're not listening or they're not implementing that type of feedback, basically. So, yeah, this is something that, you know, the artists do need to step up. I still think that the fans need to step up as well. But in addition, when you talk about leadership, you know, something that I alluded to on the last episode and, you know, we kind of laughed about it. <laughs> when we touched on Sound Clash and how Sound Clash is supposed to be the thing or used to be the thing that put new music out there. But the selectors, in addition, traditionally in dance hall, if you didn't know, the selectors were the leaders. Okay. The sound system would set a particular pattern for what happened in the culture. That those days are long gone. But I think that if we were able to restore that, then we could kind of improve the situation. A bit. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I wanna I wanna Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Give props, you know what I'm saying, to a, a great internet radio show called Rumble Talk. Yo, big up Drew, big up Iron Fist, <laughs> a.k.a. Iron Voice. <laughs> now, the reason why I'm glad you brought up the dub thing is because, you know, they had a little rivalry going with War Report, you know? And, you know, we had mentioned War Report before in this show about, you know, I've mentioned why I don't listen to their show anymore, but I think... War Report is another uh, radio show. Yeah, out of the U.K., um, Based out of yeah, the UK. Yeah, and they 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 basically highlight sound system culture, sound clash culture. Um, but here's the thing: they had a little rivalry, and it was like kind of um, building up. And the reason why I bring up Rumble Talk is because you know they, a few weeks ago they had a show where they're highlighting some of the dubs that they cut for this rivalry. You know, and they just cut those dubs in like two days. And it was very in innovative, in my opinion. There was a lot of uh, new artists that they featured. And, you know, I was listening to it in my car. And I was like, you know what? This is what sound men should be doing. You know what I mean? This is what it used to be in the 90s. You know, it was like, listen to this new artist. And you write up the tune with the artist in a certain, to in a certain way to where, you know, you could build an anthem with the unknown artist, a.k.a what Trooper did when he was on Jaro. You know what I mean? Right. And even if it's not building an anthem, just a good tune that you're featuring. You could yeah. play the song, get a good crowd, crowd response, get a forward. Right. And that imprints the artist in people's mind. Right. And then... Possibly for the very first time. And then the, the inverse of that, I was listening to one of these online um, dub showcases and I'm not, you know, shout out to the Atlanta crew. I was listening to Rep Your Sound recently, you know, the the one from July. And they had a sound on there called Super Tech. And he kept on saying, well, my sound is only four years old. But, oh, yeah, no. But a lot of a lot of the dubs, <laughs> a lot of the dubs that they cut, you know, <laughs> 90s dubs, yo, like, Straight up, like '90s dubs, you know. I, and that's not the. I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I'm using them as an example, but that seems to be, you know, the standard. That's par for yeah. the course. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. New sounds cutting songs from like the '90s. You know, so much so to where, you know, sometimes I'll be listening to some new audio, and my wife would be like, "Yo, how old is this? <laughs> it's from last weekend." <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It sounds like it's from 30 <laughs> years ago. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's a big problem, you know, um, talking about, you know, because if, if you're talking about live events coming upstream, you know, it used to be that used to be part of the ecosystem, you know, you know, sound men would feature new tunes, you know, special tunes, you know, custom tunes, and the artists will get bigged up and they'll be able to like, know get other sounds to start cutting them and then that's how you build up your 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 catalog and and your fans yeah the thing i want to big up is the um the sound systems from a particular city or country working with the artists in your hometown and building a little dap dub catalog that's local you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that's one thing that rumble talk did you know 
played a couple of impressive dubs from Keisha Martin, who's based in New York. You know what I'm saying? They had the Red Fox dubs. And that's something that I haven't seen a lot of New York sounds doing over the years. You know, everything is Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Um, Also, big ups to the Bermuda sounds, Rough Cut and OGS Genesis. um, They performed at a clash at sea. I guess it was on a ship. Yeah, probably a a real clash. Yeah. Yeah, a real real, um, real crowd. Um, We listened to that audio and they each played, you know, a handful of Bermuda artists uh in the clash so you know what i'm saying like that's something that yeah i strongly encourage and you know if you're gonna actually spend money cutting dubs right now it'd probably be a good look to look in your own backyard and kind of just you know what i'm saying that's something that has also been missing from the main mainstream clash circuit um for a while i mean even juggling yeah yeah juggling as well of course of course yeah. Again, you know, just kind of giving some of our thoughts on what's been going on for the summer of 2020. And so I definitely want to give some shout outs to some people that have been vocal, influential, inspirational over the past weeks. Big ups to Matt, who sent in an email. Thank you for listening. Sorry that you don't feel that the upcoming election is important. Sorry that you feel that we shouldn't tell people to vote but we're still telling people to vote nevertheless and we definitely thank you for listening and uh taking the time out to send in your email shouts out to skyatola always representing on twitter skyatola says he used to have a magazine in la and featured interviews with artists like sean paul buju sasko taras uh queen africa virgo egyptian etc and he would feature these artists right next to the hip-hop artists and athletes and and other artists. So, um, you know, he hoped that that helped to cultivate some West Coast love, though he knows it's hit or miss out there. So, you know, my message is just, bro, just trust me, that definitely is always a positive. That's exactly what needs to happen a lot more than it does. So, you know what I mean? Big up for all of your support. Yeah, man. Big ups to DJ Jimmy Starr. Big ups to Ras Jamal. Shouts out to Dr. Super from Canada, who recently submitted an Apple podcast review. Thank you so much. Um, Dr. Super said, just listen to the spirituality and reggae episode, and it really got him thinking. So thank you. Again, enough appreciation for that, bro. Big ups to 4KSZ. Um, again, shouts out Endless Entertainment. Big up to um, ATL K9 Boss, Jamaica State of Mind. Of course, Cancer Man from Trinity Sounds and the whole Nice Up Radio family for holding us down. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So my tastemaker for this week, since we're going to just keep it moving along, going to the tastemaker segment, is going to be Kabaka Pyramid, Nice Up the Dance. Yeah, man. Got a chance to check it out. Definitely a good one. And I heard somebody had cut the dub already, too. Can't remember who, but I heard in what in, in some audio. Yo, Kabaka P... I go on with beer things for this year, man. Man, I lie. I'm I'm really uh, impressed by the summer 2020 that he had, and his single "Nice Up the Dance" is a part of a collection of new recordings of classic reggae and dancehall songs spanning from the 60s to the 90s, otherwise known as the Golden Era. And this dancehall anthems compilation is 
recently uh, was released by VP Records. The most recent release from that one is a cover of Tennessaw's song originally released in 1985 entitled Lots of Signs. And this was performed by Wayne Marshall. Yo, um, yeah. Why do I always got to be the bad guy, huh? Anyway, yo, big up Wayne Marshall, you know what I'm saying? Great artist, you know, very talented, you know, spiritual, very positive guy, beautiful family, but he shouldn't have done this. I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be real, you know, big up Wayne Marshall, all of your original stuff, more than 90% of it I love, you know what I'm saying? But shouldn't have done this. And look, not only is it one of my favorite songs of all time, you know, when I think about just life and reality and what it means to be in existence, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, it's, so, it's such a Tennessee song. And I think when you and I were talking about it, Khalil, you had mentioned, like, the only time you hear people singing over Tennessee is, like, you know, you know, dub plate category where it's, like, you know, they could kind of get close. <laughs> the yeah, the copycat artists. artists, you know? You know, if you know Dancehall, you know King Kong has been singing in that voice for the last 20 years. Yeah, man. Voicing all these dubs. But, you know, he kind of sounds, you know. Close to it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Anthony Red Rose, you know, like certain artists that kind of are from that period and can kind of channel the vibe. Even, even look, it's not the greatest, but Bunny General did his thing a little bit too. He sang over a few, yeah, man. you know. But um, I'm going to say this. Wayne, love your music. I, I don't love this cover. You know what I mean? I, I'll just say that. You know, but some of the yeah. other covers that... that um khalil had listed off for me you know i'm sure they're gonna sound great you know i just i had the opportunity to check this one out and i'm a little bit disappointed and look i'm not hating i'm not hating okay like i said love wayne marshall as an artist you know i got some good highlander dubs from wayne marshall uh, <laughs> i'll just leave it there i'll just leave it there you know, it's always the type of thing that gets debated in dance hall. You know, like you said, the fans argue with each, with each other. Popcorn did us a cover of Garnet Silk, one of Garnet Silk's songs mm -hmm. earlier this year. Um, what was that even last year? Gosh. It was last flies. year. Chris Martin did a cover of Little Green Apples, which is world famous for reggae lovers um, from the Dennis Brown version of the song, though that Dennis Brown version was a cover as well of the original. Um, and that's a song that's been covered many mm -hmm. times. You know, so there's the argument that, oh, these songs shouldn't be touched and these young guys are not doing it justice. But then there's the alternate ar argument that it's a great way of introducing this music to a younger audience. Yeah, I have no problem with anybody covering any song. Just do it justice. That's all I'm saying. Like, my <laughs> critique of the Wayne Marshall version of Lots of Signs is not because it's a cover. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's not a well-done cover. And Well, it's not that it's not well done. It's just, it just missed the mark. You know what I'm saying? I like the Popcorn remake of Garnet Silk Song. I like the, you said, who was it? Was it Roman Virgo? Virgo or Chris, uh, Martin, Chris Martin? Sorry. Um, yeah, I like the Chris Martin song. You know what I mean? I like the Kabaka remake. You know, I like a lot of remakes of songs, you know? I mean, especially as a DJ, 
yo, sometimes I've found 10 different versions of the same song on the same rhythm or, you know, a derivative of that rhythm. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, somebody pointed out to me the other day, you know, after, you know, Toots passing away. Um, I think Salam Remy made a post about the Toots tune, then Boops, you know what I'm saying, is a derivative of that rhythm. And then mm-hmm. uh, Karis One, what is it, South Bronx, I believe it is? Yeah. Is a yeah, derivative. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. So when it comes to reggae music, I have no problem with covers, lickovers, all that stuff. It just better be good. Yeah, man. That project that we mentioned, the VP Records, released September the 25th. It includes Beanie Man's Mad Kings. I think that's the one where he does over the Yellow Man song. Probably. I mean, I, I haven't yeah, heard it, but... Um, I've heard criticism of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is like um, I'd be interested. It's a very yeah. bold thing. It's very challenging to emulate these. Yeah, like how you how you like how you gonna emulate hits. Papa San, yo, <laughs> Papa San? Like you got, you, it's got to be like the best, most talented like person of this generation to try to do that. I don't think it's so much the talent it's just got to be somebody that you know can, can is, channel it um yeah is closely like you know just jumping over to a different genre altogether but um sweet thing shaka khan you know like that mary j blige version yeah it's like yo they both they both stand alone it's crazy you know what i'm saying like take you can't take anything away or from either Aaliyah at your best yeah, and it's because of the vocal prowess of the younger artists, you know, really doing the song justice. So um, we got to check out this full project. Again, features Sean Paul, um, Agent Sasko, Runkus, Black Hero, Bugle, and Royal Blue, among others. Of course, we mentioned Kabaka, Beanie Man, and, and Wayne well, Marshall. shout out to VP. I think this is a good idea because whether or not you know, these covers are good or bad or whatever, or mediocre, you know, they have us talking about it. And I want to check out every single cover because, you know, (laughs) I want to critique. Yeah. Covering, covering yellow man, Ken Booth, Tennessee, Papa San, Louis culture, Michigan and smiley and more. Hmm. Interesting. So we're adding Kabaka pyramid to the tastemaker. Please check out the tastemaker playlist on Pandora. And also don't forget, the Revolution playlist on Pandora has been really burning up the place. And right now, with literally burning and looting going on on the streets of America. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, that playlist, you know, you may be uh, in some type of disturbed mental state right now. But I'm telling you, that playlist will help you out. It'll speak to your soul. So I strongly recommend that. In yeah, good music is needed, you know, because... You know, what's going on right now, I have you questioning a lot of different things, man. Like, I remember this morning, I was thinking to myself, like, yo, when Sizzla said, I'm from a place where there's only love. Like, I'm so jaded right now. I'm like, yo, you lying, dog. (laughs) 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 Uh, Like, yo, music is so important, though. You know, I'm joking right now because you got to laugh sometimes, you know? But yeah, man, check out those playlists on Pandora. So as we talk about racism in America, I got to tell you, I, I've just finished listening to 
Trevor Noah's memoir entitled Born a Crime Mm -hmm. on Audible. Trevor Noah, I'm sure you're familiar with him, the host of The Daily Show, South African-born. Learned a lot about the brother, you know, didn't know his father was a Swiss-German guy. His book is hilarious. Yo, fans of comedy, oh my goodness. I didn't know this dude was this funny until I listened to this book. I'll rank it like right up there with, um, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, Tiffany Haddish, um, Issa Rae, some of the some of the greats of our day. So um, definitely check that book out. You'll learn a lot about South Africa and the apartheid regime that you didn't know coming from somebody that was there on the ground. And man, it's the only place that really can be compared to the level of racism that we have in in America. South Africa. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, man. Take a listen to that book if you got a chance. You can visit audibletrial.com forward slash reggae lover and get a free copy of a book, get a free trial, get your membership popping. And, you know, there's no obligation, but, you know, if you just want to get a free listen, check it, see what it's all about. I strongly recommend that one, Born a Crime, Trevor Noah. Yeah, man. I got to say, great recommendation, man. Yeah, I mean, things, it's crazy. I was not really a fan. You know, I don't. He's I haven't really watched hell. Daily Show yeah. like that. And his his stand-up, you know, I didn't really, it wasn't really my thing. But for some reason, listening on Audible, like in that particular format, you know, it's just, it just made sense. I just got it. Yeah, man. Shout out to Audible. What a great service. Hell yeah. Audibletrial.com slash reggae lover. Summer 2020. Thank you so much for listening. I'm glad that you made it. We made it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're heading into a different season right now um again gonna remind you to vote you're listening to this right when the show drops you still got a little bit of time to register to vote in america or or expats or military station overseas i hope you you know got your absentee ballots get that thing done baby yeah man and i'm looking for new live sound system audio so if you guys are on soundcloud just send me a message you know Search DJ Agard Music, DJ A-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-C. Yo, reggaelover.com. Check out the site. Find the archives of all the shows. As previously mentioned here, we're on Pandora. We're available on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. Every, everywhere podcasts can be heard. Yeah, man. Hit us up at info at reggaelover.com or reggaeloverpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message. Let us know how you're feeling, what we're talking about. If um, if you're loving it, if you're hating it, again, really appreciate that. And you can follow me on Instagram at Khalil Wanda. Of course, hit up also at reggaeloverpodcast on IG. Yeah, man, have a great blessed week. Peace. Reggae Lover Podcast was produced by Andres Agard and Aubrey Khalil Agard. Visit ReggaeLover.com for full show notes, archives, and more information. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at ReggaeLover.com. Follow us on Instagram at ReggaeLover Podcast. Like our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash ReggaeLover Podcast. 
So let's take a break to talk about one of our great sponsors. I'll tell you what, I was listening to an audiobook about Bob Marley on Audible entitled So Much Things to Say. Mm-hmm. It's an oral history written and performed by Roger Stephens. He spent time down in Jamaica interviewing everybody, including Marley and everybody that was around him. So I'm talking Rita Marley, Skill Cole, film crews that were down filming him, you know, all the members of the Whalers. He's having these conversations in these interviews that he also collected while he was doing the radio shows. He put all this information into a book. What's so great about it is it, it just immerses you into the experience, quoting Peter Bunny, the incidents that happened with Bob getting shot, the concert when he brings the two political leaders on stage. And so you really get the excitement, the energy of what is going on. That book right there, I strongly recommend it to any reggae lover, anybody that's into Bob Marley, and we have a special deal. Go to Audible and get a free book, free trial of Audible. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover, and there you can grab a free copy of this book. And the reason why I like Audible is because I like to learn new things, but sometimes I don't have time to read a book. I don't have time to sit there and leaf through the pages because I got work to do. So I like to listen to books in the car. If I'm riding a bike, just taking a walk in the neighborhood. There's so many different ways that you can actually learn new information or be entertained. You know, me personally, I like nonfiction. I like biographical stuff. So Audible is a great tool to use in order to take in that information and still go along with your day. Audible, they have the best narrators. You know, you're able to keep where you're at in the book. It's a very convenient way to take in new information and be entertained. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover. So much things to say. The title by Roger Steffens, Oral History of Bob Marley. 